0: This is where it comes down to you shouldn't be selling, you know, it's coming down to what actually does the business do Okay. and what issues are they trying to solve rather than them coming with what they perceive to be the solution mm. will fix these problems. It's actually hearing what they what they what they not want, what they need, what they're doing. And then it's then it's up to us to, I suppose, plan and plot what that solution is for them and how to achieve it. <laughs>
1: The Guardian Irish Business Podcast is a tour around the entrepreneurial industry here in Dublin and across the country. We have the great privilege here at Guardian of working with some of the most inspiring and influential small businesses in Ireland and the people that run them who are forming and shaping the future of many different sectors of the Irish economy. I thought it would be interesting to chat to and learn from these people which we do every day but memorialise it in a podcast, which could then be shared with our friends and clients and you, the listener. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast. Today, we have Stephanie Davis, the Managing Director of Pembroke Software. So, Stephanie, thank you for coming along. And if you don't mind, we'll start the beginning. Take it all back. Uh, where did it all start for you?
0: Oh, goodness, you're starting to uh, send me back a couple of decades now. Um, I suppose I, I started actually... Uh, been interested in accountancy because i liked maths right and then actually that uh that probably took another twist because i ended up into software and using accountancy and software and then i went into implementation of it but on the long and the short of it was i decided one day that i would set up a company and i instead of i suppose selling software i'd like to implement software okay and to let customers have what they want so i formed brooke That was the day it all started.
1: So let me stop you. You just mentioned there instead of selling software. So originally, were you a salesperson in the software industry? No, I am not. I am not a salesperson. Okay.
0: (laughs) And we'll probably dig deeper later on that. But no, I'm probably the worst salesperson because I actually look at things and see what people need and then probably tell them that they don't need what I'm probably offering. Sometimes that's happened. Okay. But uh, no, it was an intention to give people Software that they could actually use for their business. As boring as that sounds.
1: Okay. That was the intention. Okay. And when was that? How how old is Pembroke now?
0: Oh, well, Pembroke was. uh, Brooke was formed uh, about 2002. And um, that was when I left Sage. Okay. and i decided that i was going to take the sage product and implement that um into businesses around ireland and i think from from history i had worked in another development of software company so i kind of had an idea that you know even if you spend millions um there are businesses out there that don't spend millions but want software just to run their business and right. then then about 2016 we merged with pims and pimbrook was formed so okay. that's what's happened over the last
1: 20 years okay you make it all seem so easy, right? <laughs> but but going back and maybe focusing prior to even Brooks' offer, right? Uh, a female in the IT sector, what was that like back then? I mean, had you did you find that challenging or because you would have been in the minority at the time?
0: Oh oh yeah, absolutely. And I think um, it was funny when I was doing accounts in the software development company originally, and they. Brought me across the road to the pub and said, um, do you know what? You should move into support and implementation and technical pieces. And I said, you just fired the guy about two hours ago that did that job. And you're telling me that this is a good career move. move. (laughs) So I believed them and decided I would give it a go. And uh, yeah, I would be out on site on big pharmaceutical sites with um, lots of male colleagues. My colleagues weren't a problem, but sometimes where I went on site, they weren't expecting a female, so I could be talked over a few times. But I was very lucky that on some people I met that brought me on through.
1: Okay. So Stephanie, for the people out there who aren't familiar with Sage, what is Sage and what's your product?
0: Yeah. So Sage started off primarily as a developer and manufacturer of accountancy software. So back in 1986, that's when it first started, when an accountant decided that it shouldn't be uh, just on paper, Okay. Uh, it should be an application. So I'm sorry,
1: can I stop you there? Are you telling me Sage has only formed since 1986? Yeah. Okay, because uh, I began to train as an accountant in 1980. Uh, and to my recollection, Sage was always there. But yeah, okay. no,
0: as as um, well, I don't know when I started column. Okay, uh, I okay. started with big red, white books. Yes, uh, I did too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, it wasn't back in, in 1986. But uh, but no, that's where it, I suppose it developed. It, it enhanced out to a mainstream uh, product and then went global. So they have so they have accountancy software and payroll software right um and they're ultimately global um now at this stage but they manufacture their own software there okay and uh, that's the primary function of them
1: okay so so from that from being an employee what was the driver or what switch flicked that suddenly made you want to become a business owner and go out on your own was was there an event was there redundancy was there a closure of a company or or what prompted I,
0: that I felt car sick coming home from a wedding one day Right. <laughs> if right. I make it that simple okay and I was on holidays and I got a phone call from from my work and they didn't appreciate I was on holidays and I just went do you know what I actually want to do something different right and uh, and it wasn't move jobs. Okay. That the in fairness, I was working with Sage. Had some great people. Had a brilliant boss. So that wasn't going to solve the problem. Right. And I think the fact I was working in Sage and I was working with business partners there. Right. And that just teased out over a number of months. And in fairness, my boss there in Sage gave me a hundred percent backing. And it just took off from there really. Okay. And I suppose I was quite lucky that who my. I suppose the business partners that I was managing mm. actually were becoming my competitors. Right. But I was, I suppose, very lucky because I treated people very well at the time and I wasn't coming out trying to stand on anybody's toes. Okay. That they, they gave me a little bit of leeway on it. Right. Um, so.
1: And and dare I ask, was there anyone else Starting this with you, or was it you in your room? And you said, "No, I'm going to do this." And and was there just you on day one, or yep. had you other colleagues you brought? No, nope, no,
0: nope, okay. just just me, converted okay. bedroom. No, no kids, so it was much right. easier. Right. Um, decided actually funny enough that I was working for a few business partners, doing a bit of consultancy. That was the first thing until I got my own clients. Okay. And then uh, my that husband paid, that paid the bills, maybe? that paid the immediate okay. bills, okay. and then my husband was saying, "I want to come out and join you." Okay. And um, that was kind of a bit. That was probably the most scary thing because that meant actually both of us were yeah. coming off the no salaries. Okay. So okay. Um, he joined a I don't know was it a number of months later. All right. Months, um, not months, years. Months, like not years. Okay. No. That and that was a um, big brave decision. It well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm thankfully said brave. because <laughs> <okay. laughs> I'm not sure I'd reflect on it like that. Right. But um, uh, yeah, and then we just went looking for business and. Right prayed a lot that it would all work out
1: okay and was he in the same sector or had he other business skills or
0: he he would have been a developer so the idea was to try and take a try and take the sage product and develop it further so my my attitude was always um, you know that most businesses are 75% the same right if you take a distribution they'll have complexities but uh, most of the business in Ireland actually needed only to spend 25% of the cost of of that, what we had been doing in the, in the big business sector. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we, we thought that we could bring, bring more development to standard off the shelf products.
1: Okay. So, so that's what you are focusing on enhancing mm. the existing Sage software. Yeah. Okay. And did you need a, a license or a formal agreement with Sage on that or?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We did the, we did courses and, uh, we got skilled up in that. Um, right. but because Tom had the skills from database structures and architecture and things right. like that and SQL skills that that wasn't our biggest challenge. Okay. It was actually, what do people want, want. Okay. added on? Okay.
1: How did you do that?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, people come and they they say they want this out of software. And in fact, um, it may not be what they need. Okay. So what, and this is where it comes down to, you shouldn't be selling. You know, it's coming down to what actually does the business do Okay. and what issues are they trying to solve rather than them coming with the, what they perceive to be the solution will mm. fix these problems. It's actually hearing what they what they what they not want, what they need, what they're doing. And then it's then it's up to us to, I suppose, plan and plot what that solution is for them and how to achieve it.
1: Very good. I'm delighted to hear you say that because as an accountant, being brought into companies and they said, listen, we have spent 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000. Now, again, this gone back into the day where you mm-hmm. bought your software and they could not produce accounts. They couldn't produce an aged debt. They couldn't produce an aged creditors, but in particular, they couldn't produce accounts either at year end or on a monthly basis. And we would go into that company and ask, why did you buy this package? And I won't mention the package that is Mm-hmm. three letters in its name that cost an awful lot of money and 1000 euros pounds per day implementation at the time and it didn't serve the purpose of what that customer needed so I'm delighted to that you yeah. actually you'll go and that's talk common. To your, That's common uh, that's unfortunately
0: uh, yeah. unfortunately common i mean the amount of people that we went in that had boxes of software on their shelves mm-hmm. and you look oh god they don't use half
1: of it absolutely yeah yeah so you can now provide a tailored package so yeah. again going back to our clients Uh, some of them need purchase order processing some need stock control whatever it might be Uh, so you will actually listen you need not necessarily buy the entire suite of products that you have for sale
0: or, or, or implement them as i say to people don't get strangled by software okay. people people go oh give me all these um feature rich things and spend money on it but actually if you have one i'll, I'll give an ex- simple example is if you've one per- person doing a requisition mm. same person doing the requisition the purchase order, the goods received the invoice and paying it yeah. why would you have the person using those five functions that take them a couple of hours to work through when actually in fact there's no there's no um, validation there because they're just going to say yes to everything. You haven't checked whether they were authorized. You haven't checked whether they're allowed that spend. You haven't checked whether you know the goods were actually received. So sure. when you take it that you actually decide what the resource is in house in the company, and then you decide why you put in certain processes.
1: Very good, very good. And and from there, so the two of you started in your house working from the home. How long was it before you began to employ people or or what was the next step that made you uh, yeah. expand the business?
0: We it was only about two years later um, and okay. we got some contracts and things like that, uh, that we got another director involved to try and expand, I suppose, our connections and things like that. OK, so and then our first employee really came around probably the 2007, 2008, give or take. Um, And that was kind of daunting because um, you are relying on paying their mortgage and right. that was and when you realise that you're last on the payroll okay, you know it yeah. may not be your turn right. so you're taking somebody else on we were quite lucky that the those from our perspective that the person was unemployed so weren't taking them out of the job but okay. as we employed further people on that was always yeah. my consideration is if they were leaving a job right. you have to be sure that's whatever you can predict in the future yeah. that you yeah. were intending to keep them on until they wanted to leave
1: Very good and do you mind me asking you, in in relation to yourself, having left full time employment and being used to getting your salary on the 25th of the month, were you able to pay yourself for the first number of months? Or, or you mentioned you were the last, but at least where you paid each month. Did you have that yeah. discipline?
0: Oh, I, I did because um, what I, there was two disciplines actually it was. It was only a grand a month, Okay. but at least it was something. Right. And um, it was to ensure that I was at my desk if I wasn't on site between eight and six. Okay. And um, because otherwise the day was going right. all over the place right. Um, right. and, you know, try and get out maybe for a walk at lunchtime. That would they were kind of a couple of key things to try and keep some structure.
1: Right. Very good. So then rolling it forward, uh, you merged or acquired an, another company. Mm. Uh, talk to us about that. How traumatic an experience of that are indeed. Was that the the next step up for for Brooke?
0: Yeah, that was that was the best thing we ever did, actually, okay. to, to be honest. And um, the 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 experience is always tough because the due diligence that nice. you have to go through that I would have no clue about before. Okay. We'd never taken on something um, uh, as detailed as that. But um, it was, it was actually, funny enough, we changed some of the business model because we were interested in Sage 200 and they had Sage 50. So it was a complimentary merge that we were doing. Okay. Um, but we realized then that there was actually a lot, there was money to be made in that arena, which we didn't think there was. Okay. It was also great. Because the skill sets for Sage 50 and Sage 200 are completely different. Right. So when they were looking for Sage 50 and Sage 200 skill set, and so were we, we, we. were obviously dipping into the same pool right. of resource. The other thing was actually, instead of having two companies looking for it, one mm. company looking for right. it, much more cost effective. Very good. Um, And um, I think the... I think without being crude, you take a competitor out of the market as well. So it makes it makes sense. Right. But no, it was the best thing we did.
1: Very good. Excellent. And were there any teething problems in that or looking back now? uh,
0: Yeah, I think that there is. There is because different people have different ways of doing things. And, you know, so you're trying to make sure you don't want to, you don't want to break something, yeah. you know, or, or try and fix something that's not broken where right. you perceive it to be. So personalities have to be considered, I think, and, okay. and managed. And okay. um, I've, I've no issue with that. Right. Um, it's a case of listening to and not presuming.
1: Were, were there any major fallouts of, of t- members from either company at the time or were you able to integrate everybody?
0: No, I'd say there was probably because we were starting to go down to Tremor a lot. I'm sure there was um uh, some... I suppose, uncertainty about the, from the Tremor staff whether we try and bring it all back to Dublin. Okay. But that was never attention. That was one, that was one of the first things actually that we had agreed right. was that Tremor was going to stay in place and very good. beautiful place down there, why not? Uh, and
1: and indeed, do you mind me asking, I, I'm aware uh, Tremor is it's a physical office, very much there. Do you still have a physical office in Dublin or have you gone remote? Or
0: No, well, actually, virtual? funny, we were, we had an office for Dublin. They were refurbishing it. So mm. we had to move out pre-COVID. Mm. Right. And we already had, um, so when we were doing it, we when it started to come back into play, we were saying, mm, mm. Do, we, do we actually want to go back into this agreement? Because at the time, Tremor had come up as well. Right. So we were wondering, and then... Then we were recruiting people remote. Okay. So we were starting to go, well, actually, what do we have yeah. the office for? Right. Myself and right. Tom and right. one other. So okay. that all became just a decision we didn't need. Yeah. But it was all actually pre-COVID, funny enough, okay. the remote working.
1: Very good. So you were ahead of the time.
0: Well, yeah, yeah let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah,
1: good, good decision. Uh, so there's been positive outcomes of the merge of the, those two businesses. Do you mind me going back to Sage 50, Sage 200? What changes have you seen in your twenty odd years in the software industry? What major changes have there been in in how uh, those packages are now delivered to your clients?
0: Oh my goodness! Um, technology, mm. the technology has changed rapidly, and Very I mean, much. when I was implementing Sage two hundred um, back, obviously, nearly twenty years ago, the um, I first of all I could do it, mm. and when we were Putting it alongside sequel, sequel was was 2008. People were saying, "Oh, don't worry, another sequel won't be out for another four years." Okay, and we were like going, "Oh, grand!" Yeah. Now it's nearly a a year ahead of the age, you know, of itself. I wouldn't be able to do an install of the technology. Uh, so that's from a technology point of view from a feature point of view both of them have progressed so far ahead we're not in sage 200 anymore okay Um, i have to say i think it's a brilliant product it was a a business decision again we decided to partner with another company and let them take all the sage 200 we take all the sage 50 and again another competitor out of the market but from the feature richness of it yeah i think i think the products are the expectation from the user right is is very high okay you know i think it's like the expectation in life is everything has to be quick
1: yes okay and going back my recollection if if as an accountant in industry at the time to change your software package or to buy a software package you're talking a capital investment of 5000 minimum to 25000 depending on the size uh
0: yeah that's all changed um it's all down to subscription okay. it's like even you look at your phone if you download an app right you look at anything it's all subscription or okay. most i don't believe the majority of any software is now in capital we okay. and we do monthly subscriptions right. so even if it comes down to we may bundle in even some um uh some of the implementation costs and things like that so it is so into, people can the s- into the subscription into the subscription
1: that must have been a huge change for you because again, if you go back, that you make a sale to a reasonable-sized company, you're quoting twenty-five grand for the software. You invoice them. You might get fifty percent upfront, fifty percent on implementation, or twenty-five percent, whatever it might be. How did you cope as a business from going? You know, if you take it, twenty installations in the year, and you're up to half a million if you don't then sold 20 installations in three months but you're it's all as a subscription
0: it's, it's huge it's huge for the cash flow and i think that okay. was one of my very early learning curves uh, on doing business that that was the make or break okay so what we actually did mm. was we had annual kind of perpetual contracts anyway so right. we left those in place and any new sales we went to subscription okay so we didn't we didn't do it we did it over kind of a two year period. So anything new was subscription and then anything legacy that we could still charge for on a, you know, 30 day return or yes. something like that. Yeah. Then we kept that in place. But okay. it was, yeah, it was two years. And I have to say it gives you more work on accounts because you're you're doing more collections monthly. Right. But theoretically it should be all balancing out by itself because it's direct debit. Sure, that sure. that makes sense.
1: Okay, but a phenomenal change to be sitting yeah. here and, and able to run your business and have adopted to losing those huge initial sales and mm-hmm. running it on a subscription basis.
0: But on the flip side of that, sometimes the sale took longer because the capital investment Was... from the client took a, you know, a longer time to swallow that okay. uh, pill. You're
1: also, right, you're, you're reminding me there as well that, To my knowledge, you couldn't particularly get finance on software. Mm. Uh, You could on hardware, but software banks would have turned out and said, no, sure, if you buy that today, we can't resell it tomorrow. So it was very difficult. So put a big cash flow strain on on your customers.
0: They were very slow to bring in. I think they eventually, but it, it was actually at the stage subscription concept was coming in that mm. by the time they said that they would lend to software, mm. it was nearly too late at that stage. Right. You know, and they certainly wouldn't learn. So they certainly wouldn't lend on the services, okay. you know, training because the sure. person could be gone.
1: Yes, yeah, indeed, indeed. So we are here in 2022 and you're referring to the change from capital investment to software as a service. Is there anything you see coming down the tracks in the next year or two years that's going to be a, a serious threat or change to your business? Or uh, are you sitting back saying, thank God things have, have smoothed it out?
0: Well, you never sit back. No, <laughs>
1: no. Yeah.
0: I, we, we only laughed there, you know, saying that even since we've been in Tremor, every year there's been something, whether okay. it's been the storm. Whether it's been Brexit, whether it's been COVID, right. whether it's been Microsoft um, ended life of some software, there's been right. p- payroll modernization. Okay. You know, that that's changed since 1960. That was a massive yeah. change. Yes. So every year there's been a challenge. So okay. we now know that right. there's no way we yeah, okay. started January thinking that's it. I think there's a conflict over cloud. I think there's a there's a problem there. We're all trying to go to cloud. Right. Because that's where everything seems to be easier. And it is. Right. But like everything, mm. when technology works, it's the best. Yes. When technology doesn't work. Yeah. We are all left helpless. Okay. It's like when we can't get a reception on our phone. Yes. The yeah. battery runs out in our phone. Yeah. There yeah. could be somebody next to you with a phone saying, yeah. use my phone. But yeah. you haven't got a clue with their number. Right. right. It's useless. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the problem is, I don't know where where we're going to be dependent on that cloud and it's staying up. Right. You right. know, I'm not technical, so I don't understand the difference between Wi-Fi and internet and, okay. and contention. And I mean, you know, so okay. I think that's our biggest challenge. Everybody wanting this. Yes. But right. actually, when it's there, right. will it stay available to okay. us? And then okay. we've lost every access.
1: You're right. Right. Uh, again, looking back, and I've gone back to your big ball move to go out on your own. Had you a mentor, or was there somebody that you'd experienced or met or worked under in your career prior to that that you really admired, or that influenced you, or that you you used for uh, advice or bouncing things off?
0: I would love to say there was, but it okay. was pure and utter naivety. Okay, going out and starting the business. I have to say, I came across brilliant people that I worked with right. and that I would admire their work ethic okay. and a financial control. A lady, actually, funny enough, that I came across up in uh, Belfast. Right. And we would work through the night. And I brought right. kind of ex- my exposure, first of all, to some software, bringing it up and trying to implement it there. And hmm. and she said, you're going to ask my goods in chap at the back door to know why I want him to post my nominal, as you right. know, from an accountant. Yeah. And I went, oh, no, right. So working with her working with a couple of bosses in my old job um but not not influencing no it was unfortunately it was okay. it was naivety right. I don't know then there was this big loud crash that happened which right. uh I was looking around going will that affect me okay okay <laughs> so
1: but no. you're you're here today you got through it
0: still here yeah
1: okay uh you refer to your husband Tom yeah. joining the business still in the business with you
0: He's still in the business good. and he's still my husband. <laughs> Very good.
1: Two good things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how has that worked? Many people say, you know, stay away from children and family. Yeah. Uh,
0: oh, I have to say, well, Thomas suffered together over 25 years okay. and we've only worked separately for two years okay. and um, I would not be able to run this business without him. Okay. Um, I think what we bring to the table between us I won't say it doesn't cause contention sometimes, right. but um, and it can absorb a lot of our time. But um, no, we, I wouldn't have worked or done this with anybody else.
1: Okay, very good. Good. Going back to Pembroke, uh, I see that you both sell the service, provide training, provide support, implementation. Relatively unique, or. How do you find that and and do you think you have an expertise in that area?
0: Yeah, I think I think we I think we do have an expertise and we will be the largest Sage fifteen payroll supplier in, in Ireland. Okay. And um I think because we it's not about just providing support it's not a call center it's a consultative um, support so okay. we try and get to know the business and it's not it's not installing software as i go back to the reference of it, it is implementing it right. to ensure right. that the the business is getting all the shortcuts covered okay um so the effort that we put in i think and the expertise that Tom myself have come from of implementing systems as i said in huge ph- global pharmaceutical companies and food industry and in that the two most difficult industries, we've been able to bring that expertise in and, and just say everybody deserves access to that, even if they're only spending 150 quid a month. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So certainly we put a lot. The other key thing we do is we're, we're actually, we're not, we're actually funny not relying on technology for support. We're actually relying on people. So we're recruiting okay. more people. We we're not right. gonna really go down that chat. Okay. We'll have knowledge articles right. and things like that. But I think a lot of software suppliers are relying on email, yeah, chat, chat, knowledge base articles. Sure. We believe that Ireland still won't speak to a person because if it comes to accounts or payroll, yeah. they're not reading something and spending hours over it
1: well i'm delighted to hear that because i personally just love to talk to a person yeah here's my problem have you experienced yes of course have here's how we solve that and lovely it's quicker so yeah thank you absolutely delighted to hear that
0: yeah we we have about i think they're recording some we do we do surveys on the support and i think we're recording 99 percent satisfaction you know on people who are using us because we can, and we've got two levels of support. So the great thing is we've got, when you phone up, we've got the people on front line, So they're doing the quick fire ones. Okay. Dial on, get you sorted quickly. Or we've got people that are off the phones who troubleshoot. So right. they can spend a lot more detail looking at it with you. So there's no pressure of phones ringing in the background. Right. You, know, you hear that and you feel like somebody's yeah, yeah. rushing you. Yeah. No, we got that two level.
1: But again, Stephanie, if you don't mind me saying, as a user, back in the day, you frequently had problems with bugs, errors, whatever it might be uh on different packages but in this day and age there are less and less uh so i think that's testimony to your own business and under product development there so is there SAGE are the people who are in investing in the product, but you're the people who are frontline supporting that.
0: Yeah, well, we work very closely with SAGE because okay. we obviously test. We we are testing software outside of support. So okay. because obviously we do exams, we do internal training. We're always looking at kind of areas of the product that are frequently used. And what we do is we feed that back for SAGE. So we'd right. be on a steering group with SAGE. OK, so we'd be able to because the volumes that we go through and the, the challenges that we get fed being being kind of having the largest customer base, right. then we'd go back to them directly. So it would be a case of trying to keep those to a minimum. But mm-hmm. to be fair to any software, something is mm-hmm. the expectation of the, the amount of features we want. Sure. Little things do continue Absolutely. to get broken. But we try what we do is we we try and take the software in-house first for a couple of months right. before we put it on site. So Very then good. we'll go through versions with Sage Great. and then hopefully and avoid that scenario.
1: Brilliant. And and indeed, referring to Sage, I see you've been Sage business partner for Sage Fifty for the last five or six years. That must be nice to be recognised for that.
0: It is, and my slightly competitive side obviously yeah, keeps yeah. me on Want my to toes. <laughs> Want okay. to be the winner? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. And I think. Uh, we be the one of the largest contributors there in in the revenue there to to Sage. So okay. um, certainly, yeah, we have a very good relationship there. I think right. um, I think we we want to stay right stay up there.
1: Good. So where do you see the future for Pinbrook? And you know, if you're the a very large reseller at the moment, you've won the awards. What's the opportunity for Pinbrook going forward now in the next couple of years? Or where do you see the company going?
0: Yeah, well, since we formed and merged into Pembroke, I mean, we've always had um the attitude that we want to grow right. and and increase that base um multiple times. Um because I think it, it's a it's a rolling thing we can invest further into it. And I think the number of businesses growing out there in Ireland is there to and it is look, Sage has if if not between Ireland and the UK, well over half a million to three quarters of a million of Sage fifty sites okay. out there. So there's there's loads of opportunities for us for us to to grow into that and right. and hopefully get some more people and more staff and uh, and do that. But uh, we'll we'll have a look then. What's outside of that? Okay,
1: very good. Could I ask you, new to me in the last. 18 months 2 years maybe it's Sage 1 real cloud based entry level package yep where do you see that and what type of client would that be suitable for
0: yeah I think uh, I think it's a great product and and it's uh, it's opening up the cloud and the starter and I think financially the monthly on it is um uh, is very acceptable for for most businesses okay um, there's a lot of development coming into that and I think that right. is going to fast forward pretty quick over the next 12 months okay um I think it's probably a starter right um um entry into it now the functionality in the last 18 months has mm. probably trebled right um as they've as they've been putting the effort into it mm. so it's certainly something we will look to support um clients on if, okay. if that's uh Good. if that's a requirement uh, there
1: i must say as an accountant and and using it and seeing it i'm just blown away by the features as you mentioned like what you would have paid 1200 euros for yeah. 10 years ago even right you're now getting from monthly subscription of 10 or 20 euros Uh, and I say 10 or 20 because I don't really care it's Mm. so small it's irrelevant but it's fantastic for us as accountants that we can now go to a startup business well sorry the startup people come to us and we say listen get yourself an accounts package at the start you can do your invoicing in real time anywhere sitting in your car sitting in in your van and all for whatever it is per month And, and it just saves forget about Excel forget about little apps for your invoicing just by yourself this age one.
0: Yeah, I think nowadays, I mean, Excel is brilliant um, and it has it has a, its, a place in life. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the problem with it is it's not multi-user. Hmm. It can corrupt. And unless it's a single person user where you get applications, applications have guidelines, hmm. validation in their expectations. So hmm. and consistency. So nice. you know yourself, you go in, you sure. see a list of invoices. Yeah. It's not like where somebody decides to date it this way in one row Correct. or yeah. start. Sure. They're only letters and numbers. So I think yeah. you're right. I think from yeah. your perspective is yeah. the access to have somebody. There's no there should be no resistance now. Not that. at all. No, and then no. you've got the access remotely yourself. Sure. So Yeah.
1: And, and I have to say from a user friendly point of view, uh, sitting down from a zero start, I, I believe a person can actually get to use what they need to use at a package in an hour or two, you know, yep. it's so easy to take on. So no compliments to Sage yep. and to yourselves for, for having such a, a nice, easy, simple to use yeah. package without being a computer programmer or yep. an accountant for that matter.
0: That's what we've said to people. The yep. onboarding is ours. Very I good. mean, it's, it's a couple of hours depending right. on competency maximum. Okay. But yeah, you could be you could be invoicing out and okay. receiving money very quickly.
1: Very good. Good. Yeah, it's it, it good to hear. You're mentioning apps there and again this is a, a fundamental change in in business and and software and accounting is there any app you're personally using in in your business uh, that you see as indispensable now that you're getting and i'm not referring to a sage product even just is there any particular app that you've said my god this has changed my life or helped me to become much more efficient or productive
0: um there's uh, we've, we've had it for a while direct debits and things like that and it's and it's very trivial but i think yeah. i think if you i think it's your cash flow okay. i think anything yeah. around using for your cash flow and right. that's probably the hardest lessons i've learned over the 20 years and mm. even when people were telling me about the the importance of cash flow until yeah. you <laughs> yeah. until you experience the lack of it yes um yeah. that's it and so it's not any particular app um it's actually so people can use anything want, but actually is looking at their banking, their cash flow, Fine. their bank reconciliations, knowing where that is, I would recommend yeah. people look out Very good. for anything to do with that and reporting. Yeah, and
1: look, I'd agree with you and, and looking at business the last five or seven years even, I remember that going to a bank and asking them uh, or seeking a direct debit payment facility. And they turn around and say, I'm sorry, you're too small. You need to have a turnover of a million euros and we want personal guarantees and all of this. And it was just prohibitive. You couldn't mm. do it. But even the direct debit facility and all the apps that go along, uh, yeah. how to get paid. Yeah, good to hear. It's good to yeah. hear from okay. be the first
0: thing I'd say to people is, okay. and I mean, you know, yourself changing to monthly, it, it changes credit control. It becomes administrative yes. opposed yeah. to credit control. Sure. And that's what you need when it comes Absolutely, down to the yeah. funds. Yeah,
1: get the money in. Yeah, it's good. So as we come to the end of our, our talk today, uh, could I ask you, sitting here, successful businesswoman, having built Pembroke to what it is, if you sold it tomorrow morning, is there anything that you'd like to do in in your career or business or is there an opportunity that you say, I'd love to have a try at that and start all over again?
0: Um. Do you know what I think? Probably getting to the age I am, I do you know it's charity work. I've I've always wanted to do charity okay. work, so if right. I could afford it, that would be that would be all I'd do. I do. I remember the I don't know you know the Nile um, Nile melon melon okay. thing there. So yes. actually, funny enough, I'd signed up to do that back years ago, right? And uh, but I, I fell pregnant, so yeah. that got knocked on the head. And there right. was always something there that uh, I'd stick local now, obviously, but right. um. Yeah, it's something that I I think that's what I'd, if I could afford it, I'd prefer to do. I don't think I would, my children are still young. I don't think I would venture out maybe on a new career. Unless business became out of charity, if that makes sense. But that would be where I'd look first.
1: Is there a particular cause close to your heart?
0: Oh God, you know, the the problem with charity and nowadays there's there's hundreds of them, if not thousands of Mm. charities out Mm. there. and, And everybody needs a helping hand. Um, And there would be tons I would be kind of close to. But I think I think where I would start probably as hard as I think it is, is with children. I think that would be one place where I would, because I think a child's start in life is is what can sometimes lead to their their destination. And I think if you start very early on and have that guidance, whether it's to do education or sickness. Right. I think that would be where my passion might last okay
1: very good good to hear well Stephanie thank you very very much for coming to us today and thank you for your time
0: no appreciate that column. always good to talk
1: if you want to learn a little more about garden you can go to gardenaccountants.ie where you'll learn about everything that we can do if you're enjoying the garden Irish business podcast please do share it with your friends and colleagues and don't forget to subscribe like and review wherever you are listening thanks for listening until next time